Alright, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, my fellow trash talkers. Whatever time you're tuning in, I'm glad to have you on board once again. You're listening to Trash Talk with D Bork, and I'm your host, Dave Bork, and it is Monday, the 27th of November, 2023, and this is episode number seven of our NBA pod. And what another amazing week of NBA action we just had. Do you believe in magic, everyone? We'll touch on them in a little bit. <laughs> We're going to run through our best of the best for the week, and they are definitely going to feature there. We'll also be taking out some trash this week, and there's some bad basketball being played right now by a couple of teams out east. Uh, we'll also run through our questions on its socials at Trash Talk with D-Bork. Thank you so much for sending those through once again. We'll also run through some of our best bets from last week. We were pretty unlucky with Jordan Clarkson on Thursday, needing him to score 20-plus points. The only leg letting us down there at home. Oh, sorry, away from home, but in one of his former hometowns in L.A., and he stunk the joint up, but Utah definitely did as well. <laughs> they were awful. Uh, and on Saturday, Minnesota let us down uh, for a team who was absolutely flying, but yeah, let us down to a very good team in Sacramento at the end of the day, so we're no good there. Going one from two with the Clippers game going under. So... Why don't we start things off with our best of the best, and yeah, that Magic team in Orlando, they are rolling. The winners are seven straight, they just had themselves a 5-0 week, uh, started or ending today I guess with 130 to 117 victory against the Charlotte Hornets, Franz Wagner, 30 points, 7 rebounds, 2 dimes, he looks good. We've mentioned it before, depending what happens with Tyrese Maxey, if he isn't already locked in for most improved, then Franz is going to be very, very unlucky because he could very well be an all-star this year, the way that he is playing ball. Uh, they also knocked off at Indiana 128-116, to 126 to 107 up against the Toronto Raptors, then a huge win at home against the Denver Nuggets 124-119. to 119. I think a lot of people might have seen that as a fluke. Well, they backed it up against the Boston Celtics 113-96. to 96. What this team's doing extremely well compared to a lot of other teams in the league, which, as we know, scoring is up a stupid amount, especially this year, with one of the other teams that we're going to mention in a sec. They are the best defensive team in the league, and it has been mentioned in the past that this team is a young, young unit, and they are able to guard anyone. Paolo Banquero coming off his World Cup campaign, France as well, same deal with Germany. They would have learnt that playing international basketball is a whole lot more physical. And if you can get away with that kind of stuff in the NBA, because a lot of teams don't like that, you're going to give some teams a lot of problems. And they're only allowing 107.2 points per game to start the season so far. And they're, like I said, 1-7 straight. They're in the top four out east. Uh, We said at the start of the year that this team was going to be a play-in team at the very least, but they, they may very well be contending for that top six spot in the Eastern Conference and potentially winning that Southeast Division because they definitely look the goods right now at 12-5. and five. They're missing, obviously, Wendell Carter, which is it's a, it's a big out, but they clearly haven't missed him over the last seven. A uh, huge week for the boys in Orlando. So, yeah, big ups to them. Speaking of scoring in the NBA being up, this team is... <laughs> they're fun to watch. I'll tell you what, basketball purists don't like them, that's for sure. The Indiana Pacers, if you're a fan of defense, 
you'll be changing the channel a fair bit on this mob. But they are the they're the best. They have the best offensive unit by a long way. And having Tyrese Halliburton, who last season did get hurt, and they were they were trending upwards with Tyrese. They really were. They were looking to be a playoff team or a playing team at the very least. And now he's got them averaging just under 130 points a night. They're in for 128.8. And when you look at the, the drop-off after that, Atlanta, who, yeah, they also don't play much D, but they're averaging just under 125 points a night. But I, I think the one thing that's probably going to let Indiana down in the stretch when going gets tough, they're defensively allowing 125.5 points a night. Yeah, it makes for some all-star caliber kind of basketball. They had a game last week where 300-plus points were scored in regulation. <laughs> it's absurd. But they're—I mean—they are going to be a team who will—they'll contend. They will contend for for a playoff spot, playing spot at the very least, as long as Tyrese Halliburton can stay healthy, because he's he's averaging over 12 assists a night right now, and he looks good. Having Obi Toppin come across from the Knicks this year, Benedict Matherin, Buddy Heald is lights out at the moment off the bench. He is every every chance for Six Man of the Year award. If you're looking at that, if they're going to keep playing him at those minutes with him and pretty much Matherin bouncing off each other, they have a fluorescent green light going on in Indiana. And if you can shoot the pill, you are able to get your shots up. So, yeah, if you're a young basketball fan, tune into plenty of Indiana Pacers basketball. If you're over 40 or 50, you will not be watching this model that much. We'll head out west now. The Phoenix Suns, they finally have seemingly clicked. They really have. They've won seven straight, 5-0 on the week. Big, big win today in New York without Kevin Durant. Devin Booker hitting an enormous game-winning three, 116 to 113 at the Garden. It's always a a special place to play basketball, and I think Devin's going to remember that moment for for quite some time. He finished with 28-5-11 on the night. But going through their week, 140 to 137 at the Jazz in double overtime in that contest as well. 120 to 107 against the Blazers, then knocked off Golden State in the in-season tournament, 123 to 115. We'll touch on something that happened in that game a little later in our trash section. Scott Foster, dear idea. 110 to 89 at the Memphis Grizzlies. They do need Bradley Bill back. They're still missing a little bit there, but... Grayson Allen and Eric Gordon have chipped in very, very nicely at the moment for them. They're averaging just about 26 points per game combined. So it'll do for the time being, but you're really going to need Bradley Beal, especially late in the season. But if you can get get him right, if you can continue to sit him, I guess, and you're going to keep winning games, then I think Phoenix are going to be okay with that. But a huge, huge week. Huge week for them. And they... I don't know. are Are they looking like potentially the best team in the West? You know, Denver have have dropped a few of late. I know Minnesota are rolling as well at the same time, but if this Phoenix team can finish with a top two seed, they don't, I don't think they give me the, the vibe that they're going for the best overall record because especially a team, someone like KD and, and with Beal going through his injury concerns, I, I think they just want to be healthy by the time the playoffs roll around because they'll be happy just playing anywhere. As long as those three guys are on the court, then they are every chance of winning an NBA title this year. For sure. I think they're a top two team out west with Denver. No doubt. That is our best of the best for the week. Why don't we give our garbage man a call? Because it's time to take out the trash. It was a bit late coming around the street there. I don't know what happened there. But <laughs> finally you. 
Where do we start? This is, this is an ugly situation right now. I don't love putting this guy in the trash, but given what has gone down this week, Josh Giddy is going in the trash. You have to be careful with this because plenty of plenty of reports coming out on Thursday night about Josh potentially being in a relationship with a minor, and that is not it whatsoever. Australian basketball doesn't need it. The NBA doesn't need it. I'm sure as hell Josh Giddy doesn't need it. I mean, you're playing in the NBA. You don't need to be hanging around high school kids. I don't know what's going on there. I, I, I get it, the old innocent until proven guilty kind of thing, but given that he came out and had an interview the other day and they asked him about it and he held off answering a question, I know because there's some legal things going on with it, but it's not looking good for Josh. It really isn't. And I know the NBA and the NFL and whatnot, they, they can cover a few things up for their stars or superstars to a, to a certain degree but if if this has actually gone down I, I feel like there needs to be a severe severe punishment and with the olympics only around the corner next year it's not ideal for australian basketball it really isn't given how highly we have i guess patty mills is put on an extreme pedestal he will eventually have a, a statue built at some point, because the guy's never done anything wrong. So this is the first time, I think in a long time, that something has gone down within Australian basketball that isn't all that positive. So I really do hope for you know this case with Josh that this girl is of age, but at the end of the day, something needs to be done about this because it's not good. And that's about as far as I'll go until all reports have come to fruition for Josh. Uh, let's go off topic. Scott Foster. The Scott Foster and CP3 hatred or... They, these, these guys have had something going on for, for a long time and it's clearly personal. Chris coming back to play in Phoenix for the first time since being traded out of there from to make the move from Washington to eventually Golden State. What Scott Foster did on Thursday is just, it's its not it. You're ejecting Chris Paul for literally nothing. And Chris came out after the game and had mentioned that in his time with the Clippers, Scott Foster had done something to Chris's child while he was in attendance. So it, it's definitely personal. Uh, the, the thing is with, with a lot of NBA officials... I'd say 80% or 90%, you wouldn't even know their name. And you don't need to because we're going to watch NBA players do their thing or WNBA players or whatnot. We don't, if, you, if you know an official, they're obviously not doing the right thing. They're not. And Scott Foster clearly has a hatred towards Chris Paul and it's not it. That's not what we needed to see. So I think Scott needs to to get it together or, or retire soon enough because, I mean, he is, he is getting old. <laughs> he thinks he's bigger than the game when he is officiating Chris Paul. It is one of the biggest rivalries in sport as an official and player. So, I mean, we, yeah, I guess we look forward to the next time Scott is officiating a, uh, an NBA game with Chris because it's almost now must-watch TV. It really is. We mentioned last week there was a horrendous, horrendous team out east and, well... There's another one that's just as bad. The Detroit Pistons. 
Boy, oh boy, they are a basket case. They've lost 13 straight games. And they seem like they're going backwards because a couple of weeks ago, this was a team who was hanging around in games and they'd kind of just lose their way in the last quarter. Now they're just getting beat by 25 to 30 a night. And they're a, very, they're a very young team. They don't really have any, I guess, kind of veterans to get us out of that problem where you look at a team like Houston, they've somewhat turned the corner because they added guys like Fred Van Fleet and Jeff Green, Dylan Brooks, guys that are going to help them win. Detroit are extremely young right now with Cade, Jaden Ivey, Thompson. I mean, it's it's bad. They've got, they've got, obviously having Monty in this year as their coach, you would have thought that they would take the next step, but they've gone completely the other way. Whether things change once Jalen Duran gets back into that rotation, I thought they, they obviously looked really good at the start of the year when he was playing. Yes, they weren't winning games, but they were competing. But it's not. It's not good at all in Detroit. It's really not. And it's a tough watch given, you know, you look at team in the same city in the NFL who was also extremely, extremely bad, and they've gone the other way, the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, something needs to be done about the Pistons right now. I don't know whether or not a trade needs to be made because they've got a lot of kids, whether or not they can move a couple of them on for, I don't know, a veteran piece who, who would actually help them because rebuilding through the draft clearly isn't working right now for Detroit. And they, you know, keep this up, they're going to have another top, you know, top three pick. How many more young kids do you need to keep coming through, though, for this just to be a thing? Oh, we'll get it right in five, six years. Monty Williams won't be around in five or six years if they're going to keep going two and 15 or whatever they are. It's not it. It's not. So, yeah, tough time. Tough times in Detroit right now. That is our trash, though, for the week. Why don't we hit our socials up and see what we've got at Trash Talk with D Bork for that on Insta. Keep sliding through on those DMs. We've got a few questions this week. Why don't we start with at DJ Labina. Loves his hoops, the DJ. Who is your All-Star 5 top tees? Now, top tees being top trash talkers. You can't not have an all-star five without Kevin Garnett being probably at the top of that list. Follow, <laughs> well, probably one of the best stories about KG was one of Joachim Noah's first ever games playing against KG. He idolized him. He did. He gets on the court. He says, KG, man, I had your poster up on my wall. I looked up to you. And KG just looks at me and goes, man, shut the f- up. <laughs> It's just a guy that... He didn't care for it. He didn't. And he's one of the all-time warriors and, and trash talkers. He's a guy that you just had to have in your team. Clearly, obviously, him going to Boston when they won the title with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. He was a big, big reason for that. They called him the big ticket for a reason. And... He's... I don't know if he's number one on this list, but he is 100% my starting five man as a stretch five as well at the same time one guy who's probably I guess is at the top would have to be Larry Bird it would have to be Larry Bird there was a his moment in the three point shootout that he eventually won walked into the locker room in his warm up top and said alright who's coming second <laughs> just completely mentally Checked everyone out straight away by saying, I'm winning this thing. 
good luck competing for second and third place. <laughs> and it showed how many titles that Larry Legend eventually did win in Boston. If you, I mean, if you if you look at him, he never looked like the supreme athlete. He just looked like a guy that would smoke a thousand darts and, and a six pack every night. And he, he was a killer. He was a natural born killer. Speaking of someone who played, I guess, in that era or towards the end of Larry's era, would would be Michael Jordan. And I guess you kind of tie him and Kobe in together at the same time. Trash talk, I don't know, but in terms of their competitiveness and what they would have done to to make sure they were winning games or winning titles, yeah, they've they've got to be on that list. So I'll tie MJ and Kobe in there together. And then looking at two guys now that are currently still playing, guys that I think you'd want on your team but you'd hate to be playing against, Draymond Green and Patrick Beverley. <laughs> Pat Bev probably slightly above Draymond, I think, for sure, just given the amount that he talks. He's like a little chihuahua. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> It'd just be annoying. And it kind of showed the rivalry that Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev once had, and then all of a sudden, as soon as they teamed up to play together at the Lakers, I think they actually realized how much, I guess, they both kind of bounced off each other. And again, guys that you'd love to play with, guys that you'd hate to be playing against. So that is my All-Star 5 tease for the all-time trash talkers thank you for your question at dj labino we've actually got two orlando magic questions one from at Saul fine how do you expect this magic squad to go dominating the league with defense and missing a key piece in wendell they are a true dark horse team tie this into at liam russ are the magic the real deal in the east or will they drop off i legitimately think this magic team can go probably to this i mean they could potentially win a first round matchup in the playoffs especially if they win that southeast division which is a very winnable division for them this year again mentioning the fact that wendell carter is out that's a that's a huge out for them at the moment but they're they're finding ways to to continue to win games just given they're young and hungry because they got going at the back end of last year they really did I think a lot of people, especially in the in the office sweepstakes, loved loved Orlando and, and definitely still do. And just given what they've got with Ben Caro and, and Franz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, you know, they're all playing at an extremely, extremely high level of basketball right now. And they're fearless. You've seen by some of the wins that they've had, you know, they've knocked off Denver, they've knocked off Boston. They're not just beating some scrub teams, they are beating the elite of the elite in the NBA. They're not scared which should worry a lot of these other kind of bigger teams because when it gets time for the playoffs, maybe they maybe they do upset them. Maybe they do upset them, you know, a Miami or or Milwaukee. I mean, Milwaukee obviously losing last year in the first round of the playoffs. Who's to say that Orlando can't do that this year? Do I think they win the NBA Finals? No. But are they every chance of potentially at least making it to the second round of the playoffs? And I think a lot of people in Orlando have been dying for that since the days of probably, I don't know, Dwight Howard when he got them to the NBA Finals. This could be the year that they that they get it going and, you know, could potentially be, you know, one of those had to lose one before you can win one. So, you know, they might lose in the first round of the playoffs, but it's not going to be easy for, for anyone who's actually playing against this team. I think they can go deep. I think they can. They're going to... They're going to worry some big teams for sure. They will. Last up, let's go to at LJ underscore Halsey. Liam Hall. Hope you're having a great time in London town at the moment, mate. Uh, 
Are we buying into the Dyson Daniels and Herb defensive combo? Is it sustainable to carry this Pels defense? Early days, but with the two on the court for 185 minutes in 13 games, they are 9-4 and four with 105 defensive rating and plus 11 overall. I am 100% buying into this. And I will say this now, the injury to CJ McCollum is probably the best thing that's ever happened to Dyson Daniels because Dyson obviously played or he got selected, I guess, to play for the Boomers in the offseason in the World Championships. But he you know, didn't really feature at all. He didn't. But he had himself an extremely good offseason in New Orleans. And as much as I love CJ McCollum, I really do. I think he's, he, you know, he's obviously their starter. But you can bring in a guy like Dyson who is super, super long on the defensive end of the floor and if he can consistently knock down that shot, which he's going to have to do to you know, spread the floor with the likes of you know, Zion and Brandon Ingram and you know, even if you can play him with CJ, it, I, think, I think they can carry him for sure. And I'm a huge, huge Herb Jones guy. This, this New Orleans team will give a lot of the, the heavy hitters fits as well at the same time because they're one of those teams that do play extremely good defense and no one, well, there's not many that do around the NBA anymore. So I, I definitely am a believer of this New Orleans team. They've been very inconsistent, for sure, to start the season. But given the injuries that they've had, has opened the opportunity for Dyson and, and Herb to, to be those two guys. And I'm a full believer that this team can be a top six seed in the West, 100%. And especially given that you're probably going to be sitting CJ every now and then, given how... I guess how long he's already been out for now. So, yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. Absolutely. I am. All right, that is our questions done for this week. Thank you so much again for sending those through. Keep flicking them through at Trash Talk with D Bork on Insta for that and the TikToks. All right, why don't we check out our best bet for tomorrow's NBA action? Uh, as always, with the NBA, we'll try and attack that again on Thursday for our in-season tournament action, as well as over the weekend. But we'll find something for tomorrow now. Jerry, where are we at? We're going to do our best. Like we said, we were very unlucky last week with Jordan Clarkson letting us down and Minnesota losing a very, very rare rare one at home to the Sacramento Kings so we've got a little bit of a double for tomorrow and we have to attack the worst of the worst tomorrow the Detroit Pistons are playing the Washington Wizards and someone finally has to win a game out of these two teams who seemingly can't do that if they tried let's hit Cade Cunningham over 24 and a half points tomorrow against the Wizards they can't seem to guard anyone and Cade has seemingly got got himself a green light to to get some shots up and potentially win the most improved award, but it's going to be hard to win the most improved award when they battle to win 10 games this year. But I think he's going to have a big game tomorrow for Detroit against the Washington Wizards to get a win for them. And we mentioned before about Indiana being one of the highest scoring teams in the league, so how can you not be on the over 241 tomorrow against the Portland Trailblazers there at home in Indy? And you're getting plus 262 or $3.62 about that one. And like we said, as always, we will post again on Thursday and the weekend for the NBA. Keep your eyes out on Insta and TikTok for that at Trash Talk with D Bork. 
This has been fun as always. I hope you all have a great start to the week. We'll be back again on Wednesday for our NFL pod. But as always, we'll, we'll chat to you again for our NBA episode number eight next week. Have yourself a great week, everyone. See you soon.